is the glass ceiling. Glass ceiling. On hard facts. Hard facts. It's a Wednesday. It's past uh, 4 p.m. You've heard the business news. Yes, it's time to talk about the invisible barriers that hold women back in the workplace, in the society, at home, in politics, in life in general. And one of those things is how the men and the women are raised. How does parenting increase or reduce gender inequality? We started this conversation a while ago and when we first talked about it. Some of my questions were if you thought that parents were giving daughters childcare skills that they were not giving boys because the reason we started having this conversation to even begin with was that um, I asked you who you thought was primarily primarily responsible for raising children um, and when I say raising children I'm not talking about paying for school fees I'm talking about feeding the children bathing the children, taking them to school helping with assignment, entertaining them all of that day to day work that goes into raising a child molding a child, uh, turning the child child into uh, a person right an individual right and when we had that conversation it morphed into this it morphed into well how does parenting contribute to certain ideas that people have about who should be responsible because if a person's parent if a man's parent raised him to think that um, it's nobody's sole responsibility to raise children I can raise children uh, I can take care of my sons or my daughters um, I can bathe them. I can start bathing them as soon as they're born while my wife, wife is recovering. I can feed them. I can clothe them. I can do all of that work. He will not grow up to become the kind of man that says, no, it's a woman's walk. Women are naturally inclined, especially because, well, women are actually not even naturally inclined. Women are just socialized to raise children. Because what is socialization? Go back to your social studies and all of that uh, schooling you did in secondary school. It is how, it is all of the lessons that you are taught as soon as you are born and able to learn lessons. So you tell girls, oh, you can't ride bicycle. Riding bicycle is for boys. Or you tell girls, I can't buy you Batman. Batman is for boys. You're socializing boys to like a particular thing and girls to like another thing. You're buying the girls dolls and you're buying the boys football. And you wonder why girls are not watching football as much as boys watch football. It's socialization. So the big conversation we've been having for weeks is our parents giving daughters and sons the same kind of upbringing and how much of that upbringing is responsible for the society we have today where men and women are unequal. So I gave you the example of boys who go to boarding school and the boarding school is all boys only or girls who go to boarding school and the boarding school is all girls only. When they get to those schools, there are no roles, no tasks that are reserved for men. Where will you see the men or the boys? There are no roles or tasks reserved for girls or women. Where will you see the girls or the women? So boys had to do everything. Wash clothes, wash plates, cook, serve the food in the refectory. Girls had to do the same thing as well. You know, cut grass, uh, take care of the mowing uh, mowing machine. If there was a, a mower in, in your school, you went to Najibata School and had a, 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 mow, a mower. Um, you had to take care of that. You had to, um, you know, um, um, cook. You had to distribute the food, wash toilet, all of the heavy work, carry block, carry wood. In my school, we did all kinds of things because well, I went to a boarding school, all girls. 
So I gave that example. And my question was, well, how do people like that go through that life and still come out to a, a world where they say, oh, no, you know, some things are meant for girls and the other things are meant for boys. I gave you the example of the techers, Collings and Andrea, who, by the way, you should listen to every weekday from um, 10 a.m. Their husband and wife, they're doing the same exact job. They come to the office together. They go home together. But some people who talk about men and women who work, you know, who both go out every day to work, seem to say that when Collings and Andrea get home, Andrea should take care of their baby and Collins should relax because he has had a hard day at work. And they forget that Andrea too has had a hard day at work. So that's all, these are all the places that the conversation has traveled to. These are all the multiple angles that we've um, looked at while having this conversation. And the next place I want us to take it to is what are the effects of this unequal, unequal parenting? Is unequal parenting holding women back in the workforce? You look at the women who work in your office and you probably find that the women are less confident than the men who work in that place. Even when they have the same level of competence. Which is why when a woman is very confident, she stands out. You know, some of the things you say, oh, she's very confident. In a way that you don't often comment when it's a male colleague who is confident. Because men are just naturally socialized. Not naturally now. Men are just socialized to be confident. Confidence is not something that women are socialized to be. And you also find that women are less social at work. So when after work and you're all going out to go and hang out and drink beer and eat suya, the woman is often rushing home. But where a lot of the side deals and networking occurs is that place you're going to go and drink beer and chop suya. But the woman is rushing home to go and take care of the children. And all of that starts from how we raise girls and boys. You can trace a lot of this to how boys and girls are parented. You see those differences a lot in teenage years. Parents who start policing daughters more than their sons. Now, there are advantages and disadvantages to that. But there's a particular type of policing that is harmful. It's called social policing. Parents restrict their daughters more when it comes to making friends, when it comes to hanging out. And this has a lot of side effects. First of all, it creates social awkwardness. And that affects her later in her career. And you, you, you have some people listening to me right now. Ah, you want the girl to tear eye? <laughs> Girls with tear eye are harder to take advantage of than girls with no tear eye. So first of all, all that social policing creates social awkwardness. And second of all, it sets expectations for how men and women are supposed to behave. So for example, because of the way boys and girls are raised, when they grow up and they get married, a husband now expects his wife to be home all the time, while a wife accepts that her husband needs to go out, needs to hang out, needs to socialize. And so she is supportive of what the husband has to do after work to get ahead while he starts policing her 
and expecting her to come home straight after work. And where does it start? From how we raise them when they're little to when they're pre-teenagers to when they're teenagers. And then let me come back to that point about confidence. In a lot of Nigerian homes, girls are raised to be introverted, to be humble, to not project themselves. And like I said earlier on, boys, on the other hand, they're either encouraged to express themselves or, you know, just be, be, be loud, you know? And now when they grow up, it affects how they work. It affects the confidence they show in the workplace. It affects how bold they are about asserting themselves and their rights at work. So when a woman asserts herself in the workplace, ah, women own too much. Because you expect women to be nice and smiley and humble. That's why we're walking in the streets and some random, you know, person will say to you, smile, baby girl, smile. They would never say that to a man. Because girls are just socialized to be nice and smile and be affable. That's why in a lot of offices, you will see a lot of women doing a lot of work, but they are unable to blow their own trumpet. And when a woman does blow her trumpet, her co-workers will be shocked. They will condemn it, even though they expect the same thing from male uh, co-workers. So all of these things, little building blocks that create gender inequality. Because these things directly affect who succeeds and who fails. Who gets recognized, who doesn't get recognized, who gets promoted, whose career remains stagnant. And you see how all of these things comes back to how we raise our boys and our girls. These things that parents do without thinking about it, it shapes the way the world treats both genders. Now, if you disagree with me, feel free to give me a call. Have you seen differences in how parents treat their sons and their daughters? How do you think those differences show up later on in life? Have you noticed it? How do you think those differences affect the way that the children who are raised in those homes behave when they become men and women? How does it affect the way that society treats men and women differently? I've given you a lot of examples. Feel free to disagree or agree but get ready to defend whatever it is you say because you you expect to call me sometimes and say some things and just i'll let you go but if you say some things i'm going to make you defend it i'm not arguing with you because i disagree with you i'm making you defend it that's what i do are you ready okay let's talk 0700 we've got whatsapp as well whatsapp is 080-959-75805 victor is in victoria island hello victor sandra good afternoon good afternoon well, I disagree with you. Okay. In, in terms of uh, parenting, the one you said uh, a, a, a man and a woman will go to work and the woman will be rushing home to take care of the children. Let me tell you, hmm. um, uh, you see, from the creation, women, uh, it, you see, they carry, this, they carry this child in their belly for nine months. Mm-hmm. And you don't expect somebody that carries a child labeled and give back to that child. 
to no not to care for that child. It is natural. God created it there. You understand me? That does not mean that a man should not support the wife in taking care of the child. But saying making it equal, it cannot because nature has given it to women. And the way you look at it, uh, when when the children grow up in their old age, they remember their mother more than their father. They know their mother more than their father. They love their mother more than their father. So it is natural. It is natural. So trying to put it that way, I don't, I don't agree with you. Is it na- is it nature or is it socialization? It is. It is not socialization. It is nature. It is, it is creation. Not if if you want to change society can come and change anything. Okay, you see that love between a mother and a child. No one is debating. Nobody is debating the love. The conversation right now is not the love between the mother and the child. Wanting to make it equal, it cannot be equal. Wanting, wanting to, wanting to make what equal? Parenting now, caring for the child. Mm -hmm. Uh No, but that's not what we're talking about right now. What we're talking about right now is how the father and the mother raise the children that they already have. What we're talking about right now is to raise your son and your daughter in a way where he doesn't grow up to be Victor tomorrow who's calling a radio show and arguing that it is natural for the mother to um, do the major work. What is the major work? Now, let let me come back to an argument you made earlier. Isn't the reason that the children remember the mother um, that the mother spent more time taking care of them than their father? Isn't that the reason they remember their mother? Very well. So if their father spent more time taking care of them, wouldn't they remember their father as well, as equally? If fathers spent more time, would they not remember their fathers? They will still remember their mother. You know why? (laughs) Why? They will still remember their mother more than the father. Even if the father is getting them, giving them milk, the, the, the father is not giving them breast milk. Okay, and the, and the woman cannot put the breast milk inside bottle. See, you know when they are talking, they are, they, are, they are perceiving the smell of their mother. So they cannot perceive the smell of their father. What? How? How? They cannot how? perceive your smell. Do you have a smell or you don't have a smell? Is it through feeding bottle? So when when you're feeding them, are you not holding them to your body as you feed them with feeding bottle? There is something inside, Sandra. There is something inside. Victor, thank you very much for calling. I appreciate it. 99.3. Hello. 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 How are you? Yes, What's hi. your name? Hi. I'm fine. Hi. My name is Shade. Hi, Shade. Yes. Um, so what you're saying, I agree, sort of, but I also think there's a, there's, I mean, the way males and females are raised, hmm. but I also think there's, um, there's a natural uh, confidence in 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 kids, I'll use me as a, uh, my my siblings and I as a case example. Okay, uh, we I like think we all raised the same. Mm-hmm. Yes, but from when I was very young, mm-hmm. I was just naturally confident. Mm. Now my older sibling isn't. My younger sibling is sort of she developed it late. Okay, but we all like you know raised with that. Okay, you need to be in the kitchen and stuff. Even though right from, like, as I said, young, I was like, no, I don't want to be in the kitchen. Okay. I want to be out, like, you know, fixing cars and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I always spoke up. Even though that also gave my dad a lot of headache. 
he was always like, this child is too stubborn. But, so sometimes I think even though they raise kids. Shade? Uh, call back Shade if you can. 99.3, hello. Hello, good day. How are you? What's your name? I'm great. My name is Shola. I'm calling from Lekki. Welcome, Shola. Thank you for the topic and I appreciate um, what you brought on board. Hmm. Now, I'm a practicing counseling psychologist. Okay. So I will speak from my observation over time mm-hmm. as a parent and also as a practitioner. Okay. May I also say this, that your position as a presenter, it is very sideways, which you should be an umpire on this topic. And I'll say why. Most time when we put knowledge out, we are creating either, we are either promoting what is right or putting what is wrong. However, we could be creating rebel un- unconsciously. Now, the, the issue with gender is a big issue, such that if you look at the, the, the trace and the, and the trend of the bosses, it is, it is enormous. I can't tell you how much I take every day. I, don't, I can't tell you how much I'm going to take online today. It is crazy. However, when we look deeper, it's uh, some of those things we put forth. For example, the issue, we should not be debating about gender equality. Because when there's a debate, there's a fight. When there's a fight, they're going to spill of blood. Spill of blood is what you are seeing as divorce, as crisis when people don't want to marry, when people just want to date and just have sex and they don't want to engage because of fear. Now, so what am I trying to say? For example, you made a comment, which I, I, I don't accept. You said, when you're talking about the other guy that called Victor, you said, uh, uh, so that they don't respond like Victor. Victor has his own opinion. Victor's marriage can be working. As a matter of fact, if you look at the trend, we have so much knowledge. But we're having so much disruption. So the question is, is our knowledge, the way to know how excellent your knowledge is to show the results. Gender equality is becoming a bigger problem. And unfortunately, even the UN are promoting it. Unfortunately, we're not getting results. See, I can't tell you the disaster that happened to children because of divorce. I can't tell you how much children we traumatized. So all you've all you've called me, all you've called in, all you've called in to say, all you have called in to say so far is nothing about what we're talking about. This is what I'm talking. You 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 have called in to say not a single notice. You've not shared an opinion on the topic. We're not discussing these things you're talking about. The 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 one thing we are discussing though, you haven't shared your opinion about it. Yes. And are we not giving the right thing? Let me say this as I round up now. Men, in the way we raise men, we have raised men to be abuser. We can't take it with that reality. A lot of men don't, parents consciously or unconsciously have raised beasts as men in the society who have abused more women. Such that for every girl you see that is broken hearted, five or seven guys as passed through, sometimes even the fathers. Now, so what do we need to do? We need to consciously now educate parents to raise children well. And yet you call me to say that what I'm doing is not the right thing, even though you just ended up agreeing with me. What you use, excuse excuse me, let me say that again. And you have to take this. If we're all learning, we're in the learning phase, if you want to take it, this is it. We, we, in trying to, we, as an umpire, you don't, you're not sideways. No. One, that's what you're doing. Secondly is that. On, On the glass ceiling, I'm not an umpire. No, I mean, I mean, well, if you're on this segment, on this segment, I'm not an umpire. Okay, no problem. That's, that's your opinion. However, what I'm concerned is, at the end of the day, what are we doing? See, this. Let me tell you this. I see many good ladies out there who, based on education, forced education, are becoming rebels, and I have men also who are not educated, who even don't know how to manage those kind of women to show them some level of wisdom and love. 
Now, just on reason and information. You like you have derailed this conversation so much. Well, uh, no, the big I, I question, I mean, the, the big question, the big question, the big question was how does parenting increase or reduce gender inequality? And you have taken this conversation all over the place. All over the place, you've taken this conversation. You've taken it very far away from what we're talking about. That is your opinion. I know you will not listen because that's what Elisa said that you don't. If you disagree agree with gender equality that's your opinion but on no, the no, glass no, ceiling gender, gender equality, equality is gospel is it giving the result or not is it need to do an evaluation of that because is it giving the result or not and you just want to put your opinion on information okay i'm going to end the call right now because you're just derailing the conversation and you're just yelling and you're not really staying on topic and i don't want people to join the conversation and then carry on from where you left off thinking that that was that's what the conversation is the conversation is simply this have you seen differences in how parents treat sons and daughters how do you think those differences affect the way those children behave when they become men and women? How does it affect the way society treats men and women differently? Don't be like the psychologist who just called me to tell me about divorce and rebellious women. Come on, man. That's it. We can do that on a different day. Not today. Today, have you seen differences in how parents treat sons and daughters? How do you think those differences affect the way that those children behave when they become men and women? How does it affect the way society treats men and women differently? That's the conversation we're having. It's very straightforward, really. If you can confine yourself to that space, great, we can talk. If you want to derail the conversation, I'll end it. Thankfully, it's my show, it's my mic, it's my phone line. We've got uh, more people who are sending us messages on WhatsApp. Um, but I think we're just going to take a break, come back, and then take those messages of what off of WhatsApp. We're streaming live on Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, Lagos. Don't go away. 99.3 Nigeria Info. Your number one station for talk. Let's talk. You're listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. I am Sandra Ezekwesili. Every Wednesday at 4 o'clock, we bring you... This, this is the glass ceiling. Glass ceiling. On Hard Facts. Hard facts. Have you seen differences in how parents treat sons and daughters? How do you think those differences affect the way those children behave when they become men and women? How does it affect the way society treats men and women differently? We've got a message here on Twitter. Uh, from Francis Maduka. And Francis says, I've known some mothers who couldn't bond with their children from day one. Learned? No, because the women usually came from a stable mother and father. Mammals, we are mammals. And in the world of animals, some have refused to bond and feed their young. It happens to all species. Um, I've known women who instinctively know that when their baby cries, if tired, needs a change, hungry or ill. I've known moms that 
that know when something is wrong with their children and the children, child is at school. It is the strong, strongest instinct that women have. All right. Well, thank you very much, Francis, for your message. So Francis is saying that, um, well, some women have a natural instinct for their children. Other women do not. Hmm. But, you know, um, that's the interesting thing about socialization, right? Some things you can learn. And with a thing with a thing like when you've already carried the child in your belly for nine months and bond the child, um, what if the mother dies in childbirth and the father has to raise the baby? What a lot of Nigerian men do is they immediately go and marry a new wife or the, the father's mother comes to come and take care of the baby, right? What a lot of other men who are not Nigerian do, I'm not even say a lot of, what some other men who are not Nigerian do is they start to raise that child on their own. They had to learn to do it. So you see, it can be taught. They know they download them as manual with woman vagina. It's something you can learn. And these days there are so many um, what's the word? There are so many materials to learn from. There's so many resources you can learn from. Unlike back in the day. So are you telling me that if a father loses his wife to childbirth and then raises his child, that his child will still remem remember a mother that she did not meet or he did not meet? If that father then goes on to raise that, say he has a son, goes on to raise that son, Will that son not become the kind of man who believes that a, a son can raise his own children, a daughter can raise his own children, a son can provide for his family, a daughter can provide for her family? Just putting it out there. We've got a comment here from um, Chukudi. Chukudi is in Agungi. And Chukudi says that... Um, Growing up, my father took better care of my siblings and I than my mother. She was neglective and he was attentive. I don't know who fed us milk as babies, but as children and as teenagers, he did school runs. He cooked. He helped me with schoolwork. In university, he was my source of moral support. For my whole life, I have loved him more than I loved my mother. He is now gone and my relationship with my mother is almost non-existent. The bond with with mothers is not automatic it is based on work but you see Chukudi that's the thing the work that women put in the world does not recognize as work and that's the problem that's the problem all of that stuff that feeding the baby uh, waking up when the baby's crying all of that work we don't see it as work we've socialized ourselves to believe or oh, instinct or natural something it's not natural anything. It's the work. And how does that unequal parenting hold women back? Well, I gave you the example of the workplace. You can trace a lot of the differences you see between men and women in the workplace to how they were raised as children. You see the differences when the girls are teenagers, how we treat the girls as teenagers, very different, differently from how we treat teenage boys. Oh, don't go out. Don't have friends. And so you have a girl who's socially awkward. 
you then begin to see expectations for how women and men are supposed to behave. And I gave you the example of um, um, husbands who, of, of boys, teenage boys who grow up to be husbands who go out all the time and wives who don't go out, who just go home. And then when you now meet a wife that likes to go out, you now start to police her the way you saw them police your sisters but didn't police you. It translates to political meetings that happen at night. Oh, why don't we have more women in politics? Well, because women can't attend night meetings. Why can't women attend night meetings even though men are attending night meetings? It all comes back to how we raise boys and girls. But hey, feel free to disagree with me. Just get ready to be debated. 0700-993-993-993-01465-7190. We've got a message on Twitter. Um, this person says, Omo Wahala for... Who, uh, wait, hold on, where's that message again? I think I, I missed it. Okay. Uh, Bemi says, Omo Wahala for those who go to this psychologist for counseling. Oh, this is such a biased man. What is he counseling? God help us in this country. Oh, derailed the whole conversation and made no single point. All right. Let me talk to Karim. Karim is no baby today. Hello, Karim. Thank you for calling us. Hello, Sandra. Welcome. Uh, nice to be on the, on the program with you. Um, I think the questions you asked are reasonable questions, but they're quite simple and simplistic. But the issues, I think, are more complex. If we say it's all down to the parents, then you are totally removing the environmental factors. And if you say everything is pure socialization, then that, that, that even raises a bigger question. Because there are things that are innate. There are years, you know, centuries, billions of years of evolution if you believe in that anyway, that just can be wiped out. Uh, they, th those things are intrinsic in us. But that, that is not, for me, making the argument that we should do anything or not. But I'm saying the uh, discussion is very complex and it will just lead to, you know, total generalizations of things that can be proven. I'm just looking at it from an academic point of view. Point of view, hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you have any response to that, any question. Um, well, well, I mean, so so you you take the law of averages, right? I, I I agree with you that the conversation is very complex, and it's too complex for forty five minutes, which is all we have on the glass ceiling every Wednesday. But you take a look at it on the average, and there are some. Um, what's the word I can use now? There, there, there has to be some rules of engagement that right. if we deploy could work out in the long run for men and women and in the fight for equality or inequality, as the case may be. So you, you, you talk about um, environment, right? Now, when you say environment, yeah. what do you mean? Well, I mean, beyond just the parents. The parents. Mm -hmm. the, the children do go out unless you... you generalize and say everyone gets the same the same treatment everywhere they go but, but that's the, the but that's but that's the point that, that's the point different. but that's the point of of the show the point of the show is that i'm talking to more than one million legosians right so if i'm talking to more than one million legosians and i'm telling them there's a better way to raise your sons and your daughters and they all raise their sons and their daughters in that way now it's a it's a far cry but it could happen if it does happen or if perhaps we raise the next generation to raise their sons and daughters that way perhaps Perhaps we could have an environment that um, is better able to create um, the society we want to see. What do you think? 
Yeah, I know. But one of the uh, the statements you made is about taking it into the workplace, mm-hmm. and that is even more complex than than the the gender roles, right? Because in the workplace, it's not. It's not always as it seems when it comes to gender inequality. You have some industries where females dominate, like modeling. Even in my industry, which is pharmacy or the quick service restaurant business. Mm. You know, so, I mean, how how do we explain that? If you say women are always rushing home to take care of children, how, how do they excel in certain fields and they don't in other fields? Right, but even in those fields that you've mentioned, surely you can you can see that even in those fields, um, upbringing and gender inequality also shows up, right? So you mentioned modeling, for instance, right? Now you have more female models, but they can talk to you about all the different things that they face that men do not face if they were in that industry. Working professionals now. Working professionals, yeah, yes. Yes, so yeah, I'm talking like, about working like, professionals now. Okay. So you you mentioned pharmacists, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So so give me an example of what um, women pharmacists do that their male colleagues do as well, and nobody looks at it like, okay, well, um, I mean, no one's frowning at this. Give me an example because that's not my industry. I have to be honest, pretty much, pretty much nothing because I, I think sometimes the conversations get lost, and we think men and women actually don't work together. But a lot of the time, men support women. No, 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 no. They they, they work together. We support each other. That's fine. But societies, at the end of the day, is just a collection of families, right? That's what society is at the end of the day. So so I'm coming into the workplace with my upbringing. You come into the same workplace with your upbringing. Um, My boss comes into the same workplace with her upbringing. And we all have to find a way to make it work. But you find that, and, and I gave this example early, uh, earlier on, you find that when you meet a woman in the workplace who is assertive, she often draws more attention to herself than, say, a man who is assertive. Well, I, I haven't seen that personally. Okay. You know, Can I ask I what you do? Can I ask what you do? I, I'm a pharmacist, like I said. I haven't seen that. And Hello? Oh no, Kareem, if you can call back, please call back because I was quite enjoying that conversation. Because the next point I was going to make about the pharmacy thing is that one of the reasons why um, women thrive in pharmacy in Nigeria is because culturally, a lot of Nigerian men are accepting of their wives being pharmacists. So you have Igbo men, for example, right? Pharmacy is actually the exception that proves the rule. If Nigerian husbands supported their wives in in politics, the way they support their wives in pharmacy, for example, would there not be more successful women politicians? You know? So that's that's just something to think about. I do hope Karim call, calls back because I was quite enjoying that conversation. We've got um, a comment here, Sandra... Hmm. I'm a man raised by wonderful parents. My father was wonderful, but my mother is just naturally closer to me than him. Women are more delicate. I'll make sure my daughters don't go out like the boys. If you have your own daughters, expose them so as to be seen as being treated equally with the boys and regret it later. That actually comes from misogyny to say that women are more delicate, but that's fine. Do you? I can't force you, really. You know, we've got um, uh, Francis from Ojo who says, uh, while growing up, my dad was readily 
available for us. He worked with the government, so he had my time schedule around our daily school runs. My mom is always after her business. He knows us, his children, even more than our mother. Raising children is what one tends to learn, improve and carry out with love. It's not a natural instinct. Francis from Ojo says. Francis, thank you very much for your message. Hello, thank you very much for calling. Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name? Okay, it's my name. Welcome. Go ahead. Okay, um, on the on the topic for discussion, hmm. I'm I'm of the opinion that parenting has a lot a lot of things to do with gender inequality. Okay, you find out that when you when you are raising children, particularly the way we're raised, you you see the parents teach the children your daughter. You start telling them things like, "Oh, when you get to your husband's house, this is what you're going to do. Is that what you're going to do? Is that how you're going to cook for your husband?" You're beginning to indoctrinate that child and making her think, oh, my life ends with marriage. Hmm. But then for the boys, <laughs> he can go out and come back whatever time he wants. Once he's a teenager, oh, he can go out and come back. Oh, yeah, amibo, sorry. Hmm. He has to go out and make money, all those kind of things. At the end of the day, they start training boys who are not very sensitive to emotions. Hmm. Now, the girls are the ones who have to cook. You have to train your younger ones. You have to bathe them. So we're already being groomed to nurture. Right. And even when, when, you, when, you, when, you, when you write jam, for example, mm-hmm. and you want to choose courses, mm-hmm. and you're choosing a course like engineering, for example, mm-hmm. hmm, it won't work. If- <laughs> Those kind of things, we hear them a lot. And then it seems to... Bring the girl child. Okay, if instead of doing the engineering, she might probably choose sociology, mm. psychology. Mm. Yes, I don't know. I train my daughter, I train my son. But what tools are you giving them for the society? So it plays a long group. You find out that we have too many girl child that can nurture. If they get married as wives, or their, their husbands, are, they can't do nothing about this kind of thing. And then they think, oh, uh, it's a woman's job to cook. It's her job to take care of the children. What's your chance? What do you do? Nothing. And then at the end of the day, you expect your children to be very close to you. Kudos to people who are calling in or commenting that their fathers were very present. Mm. I don't care. He wasn't present. He wasn't present. Mom, my mom was a businesswoman and she was present. Mm. She had no choice. Mm. So it plays a whole lot of role. It plays a lot of role. This gender equality we are trying to achieve, we won't be able to achieve it if the parents are not properly groomed or they are not properly oriented to gender equality. All right. Thank you very much for calling. Um, ooh, we've got uh, five minutes before we have to take another break. And, um, you know, I, I hate that um, this is the final final part of this series. But not to worry. I think maybe before the year runs out, we will come back and um, take another look at this particular topic. Because it's like I said to Kareem, society is a collection of families. The environment is, um, you know, society, really. And what that is, is a a number of people who come from their different families, right? And are coexisting, you know? And um, the reason why we are even having this debate about 
you know, having women access the same rights, the same privileges that men access is because in the different families, different people are learning different things. And the things they're learning most of the time is that men and women are not equal or that the the man is preferable to the woman. It's why there's still people, still families who kick women out if it's only boys that they have. It's why there's still families, if, sorry, if it's only girls that they have, you know, so she's only having, she's having only girls. It's still a problem in a lot of parts of, of this country. You know, so imagine people who grow up in that kind of culture and in that kind of environment and they come to the workplace and they meet a woman like Sandra Ezekwesili, who is confident, who knows her onions, who's knowledgeable. They'll be threatened by that and they'll do everything they can to put me in my place as, you know, somebody that was, uh, as some of you like to tell me all the time, uh, made from the rib of the man, therefore inferior to the man. I've had things on this glass ceiling. Oh. <laughs> I've had things on this show. You know, people who will say to me, oh, you're not supposed to speak in public. We're even pitying you, allowing you to speak on the air. I've had things. And all of that comes from how we raise the children. And it's from the little things, like the guy who sent me a message and says, oh, women are more delicate. No, they're not. When children are born... They don't know that I'm a girl or I'm a boy. You teach them that. That's why when a girl is climbing a tree, for instance, um, you stop her from climbing the tree. Not because, oh, don't climb trees, they're dangerous, but because girls don't climb trees. That's what socialization is. You buy football for the boy and you buy doll baby for the girl. Because girls play with doll baby and boys play football. When the girl is playing football with the boys, you stop her because girls know they play football. It's socialization. It's not nature at work. It's you teaching them. The examples are long. They are plenty. And if you begin to look at all the examples, you see how they multiply and multiply and multiply until they get to the point where politicians are having meetings at night and women cannot attend because, well, they have to be home. Or a woman has a very lucrative job as a government um, official and she has to resign the job because it is tearing her marriage apart. And you probe that and you find out that it's because, well, nobody's staying at home to take care of the children. Meanwhile, she's married to a man. She's married to a husband. Remember, that's where this started. That's where it started, remember? That politician in a Boeing state that resigned because she has to go home and be a submissive wife. That's where all of this started. That's where we started and moved on to... Um, um, whose primary responsibility it is to raise children and now talking about how parenting affects gender equality or inequality. So we'll come back to it. We're out of time. I'm sorry. But we'll come back to this. We will. I have a feeling down the line, maybe later on this year, maybe next year, but we'll talk about this again because it comes up in different ways. It shows up in different ways. It's the reason why a lot of women get killed because their husbands say, it's your duty to make me food. Why are you not making me food? Why are you going to a wedding before you make me food? And so they kill their wives. I've given you examples before on this show. It's the reason why women will tell you, my money is my money. His money is our money. 
if we raised men and women to be equal, you'd have more women who will fend for their family. No skin pain. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. <laughs> 